On a day, well, the day after Captain Rex has passed, Pee Wee Herman, uh, Captain Rex, right? Rex the DJ. Rex the pot, the Star Tours pilot, the original one, the DJ in Ogus Cantina has passed uh, at 70 years of age. I don't know from what. Did anybody hear from what? I actually have. Yeah, I he's been heard. battling cancer for six years and has not said anything about it. Hello? Yeah, Captain Rex uh, did. Pa- I saw this news this morning and I was like, no, Pee Wee. Like, I honestly, I grew up with Pee Wee Herman. I think we all did. We're all in that same age bracket. Uh, it took me a few minutes to actually realize, oh, he's Captain Rex. Like, there is a Disney connection. So mm-hmm. I thought I would bring that up. Um, I had to even look what I was doing when I was looking so weird in the video here was trying to figure out what episode number we're on because it's been a while. But my yeah. life has and been I... all over. Gina knows this. My life has been all over the place um, these last four or five months since we've actually done this. My wife, I'm not going to get into everything, but my wife uh, had a health issue, a little health scare there for a little bit which took up the bulk of um, basically springtime kind of after we recorded the last episode, most of March and April. Um, She's good now. So that's all done. May brings the end of the school year for Gina and I. So that's always busy. And then softball uh, consumed my summer uh, like it never has before. Everything else has usually been kind of little bits here and there, but this was like five days a week. So I had literally um, the last two weeks, I am glad to get off a softball field because I just needed a break. I wasn't visiting the park that often, which is unusual for me in the summertime. Usually I'm there at least once a week, Um, but I have managed to kind of make that up. I'd make sporadic trips here and there and then managed to kind of make that up in the last couple of weeks, including today. Like as humid as it it is outside later today, after it cools down a little bit, I'll be making the venture there to um, do whatever. Actually, go get my birthday button because yesterday was my birthday. Happy so, birthday, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to get my birthday button Happy birthday. as I deserve <laughs> because I pay <laughs> enough. And today was the day I actually received the email that my passes can be renewed. So I will be doing that later, too. Uh, not at the park, just online. Um, but I'll be renewing my passes for yet another year. Same of, here. Uh, I'm renewing money. mine this weekend as well. Yeah. So um, it's been a while. The biggest thing right now is... Um, Haunted Mansion is the big thing right now. Oh, oh, Gina's got something. Gina has something. <laughs> we're waiting. We're waiting. I know what she has. Look at him. How gorgeous is that? I'm not going to turn him on because this is um, one of yours. Um, but and they have like the little thing the in little here. Tab. To, okay. Yeah. But the hat box, the actual lit up part is the scariest looking. It looks like he literally peeled his face off and stuck it in there it's very scary but um it's so big uh, it's look at this yeah it's big that's a sipper <laughs> here's the sipper part it's in the back of his little cloak oh wow and then his whole head pops off is I, that the most expensive sipper yet i think it is because yeah, while, while, <laughs> while I was pointing out to you in the chat of how the train popcorn bucket, I think, is cheaper than I than we thought it would be, the sipper is actually, it's just as much as I would expect for the quality of it, but it is, I think, the, it is pretty high for a sipper. <laughs> yeah, it was $32 uh, for the sipper, and they gave you a drink with it, um, but... There are, I think what they're doing is they're pulsing them out into the park and they're releasing so many per day. 
Which is what they should do. As they yeah, should. Yeah, that's that's actually what happened because we, we have another friend that got his um for he and his brother and didn't get there in the morning like Gina did, got there later in the afternoon and got it from Harbor Galley and there was there was no line by then. So they had definitely kind of paced it out. because uh, he was able to walk right up and just pick one up. And then and somebody also, had asked him, Where did you get that? And he said, Right there. <laughs> it's also easy for Harbor Galley to fall under the radar too for most people. It always has. Yeah. Yeah, well, and they're they're all over. They're at all the carts uh, by Haunted Mansion, and they're at Harbor Galley, and I think there's one at Pooh Corner, um, the one there. So there's multiple locations to get it, so it kind of spread out the line. Um, but there was a lot of misinformation online on Friday, like, talking about, like, how many people, um, like, that they were already sold out when they weren't, um, and just a lot of that same Disney hype. Uh, I went early in the morning because I'm a morning person anyway. I always rope drop the park uh, more often than not. And so I was walking around. I rode a few rides, went to Oga's. So I was doing my own thing before the zipper came out. I waited like 20 minutes, maybe. Um, met a couple people in line. Saw vloggers. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> As you do. It was, all right, so it was funny. The guy in front of me. We were chit-chatting, and I look over, and it was David from Fresh Bake, and he was just, like, videoing the line. And I go, oh, look, it's David. It's from Fresh, the guy from Fresh Bake. And the guy in front of me is like, oh, oh, what's his name? I was like, David. The guy in front of me yells across the line, David from Fresh Bake, man, I love what you do. I'm all, bro, you didn't even know who he was until I just told you. (laughs) Uh, Maybe he's just trolling. Whatever, I don't care. But I was like, whatever, man. Um, so it was, you know what? It was fun. I met a lot of fans in line. A lot of people dressed in Haunted Mansion merch. A lot of, like, I did not meet anyone who was buying, like, for reselling. Everybody I stood in line with all bought one or two. I was the only one buying five. <laughs> 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 and I, I felt so like... Sorry. All eyes on me. You know what? Whatever. I'm not reselling them. I could sleep at night. No. Who cares? I don't care. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you, I was a walking billboard because I had so many people stopping me on Main Street throughout the park as I'm walking out. Oh, my God. Where can I get that? That thing is so cool. And so I was like, I'm just giving Disney, like, I'm more people are going to go buy it right now. But I'm like, I, I have a clear conscience. But I thought it was funny. So I didn't see any of the resellers. I know they exist, but they weren't in line with me that morning. They got them. I mean, I'm sure, you know, they're they're on there. Although somebody had pointed out to me, or maybe I just saw it in a thing online, that there wasn't, there were ones being sold online. Or maybe this, maybe I'm thinking about Oogie Boogie tickets. I'll hold it, because maybe it was Oogie Boogie tickets that I was t- talking about. Well, is it the Oogie Boogie tickets... Disney can trace those. Mm. Disney can't really trace. <laughs> if, if I buy this zipper and then I sell this zipper under a pseudonym or I have my sister sell it for me, Disney can't really trace this purchase back to me to do anything to my past. But Oogie Boogie tickets, there's that's your digital footprint. Like they could tell that it's you. And so for Oogie Boogie tickets, um, I do know that Disney was trying to pop some people for reselling those um i don't know about i don't think disney can catch the resellers for the sipper but who knows um 
but yeah, they definitely did for Oogie Boogie. Yeah, that uh, whole thing was a mess. The last time I looked on eBay, and I just look every once in a while out of curiosity to see how many tickets are being sold. It's down drastically how many tickets are being sold. So I either Disney popped them or people realized this isn't the uh, avenue that I should be doing in, doing it in. Um, I actually I put in Boogie Bash tickets on eBay right now, and I see nothing. Same. I see nothing. I am currently looking at Hatbox zippers on eBay, and there are plenty, both Buy It Nows and ones that are being bid. The highest one I see is one that's eight bids, $81 right now. I mean, it's good, but it's not $81 good. I, but if you live in the middle of, like, you know, Kansas and you're well, not yeah. to Disneyland, you don't I have sure a choice. Want. Yeah. You don't but, have a choice. Well, I, I do know that there are per- personal shoppers that charge way less than that that will pick them up for people. Right. I have sold lots of Disney things on eBay. Mm-hmm. And you know what the weirdest thing is? Some of the best stuff and the highest price stuff I've sold on eBay, people that live close to Anaheim. <laughs> I'm not just, kidding yeah, you. No, you're not kidding. It's, it's people, people that, that just they can't get in. People yeah. that live close to the parks, both parks. I've sold to people in Florida, too. Stuff like when we were selling when we were selling her uniforms after she left Disney, people were buying them super close to Disneyland. People in Anaheim, Garden Grove. That's crazy. All around there. It's just it's just so funny that it's yeah, it's what Dad said. It's it's the I can't goers. You know, it's the people that they want that they want that those pieces of Disneyland that they can't get because they can't afford to go or whatever reason they have fifteen kids and they have this huge Disney collection. Somehow they have a lot of money and a lot of kids, and they still can't go to Disneyland, but they can spend it on spend a hundred dollars on a on a Disneyland uniform. I don't know. So as it's as weird. we speak, I I went and I searched the sold completed posts for Oogie Boogie Bash, and I no no tickets come up, nothing, <laughs> not 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 even passed. So and I think it goes about a month back. So definitely within the time that they were being sold, I just that's yeah, I go all the way back to June and see I nothing. Disney popped them. And or contacted eBay and was like, you got to stop Can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, okay. So Honey Mansion, we got the sipper. Thank you very much. I will pick that up next week. I'm excited. So movie, did we see? Am I the only one that's seen the film? Probably. Yeah, I haven't gone to um, a movie theater in probably four years. So <laughs> I, okay. won't, I won't see it until so, it's out on Disney+. Plus. So you you said I'll, I'll talk about it for a little bit. I'll, it'll keep it spoiler free. Um, you said something that actually I had thought about. So uh, I think it was Anthony that said it isn't people in Iowa or whatever picking this stuff up. I think that's one of the things about this movie is I thought the movie was actually really good. I thought it was really well done. Um, it's got humor in it. It's got some parts that it's rated PG thirteen. So there are some stuff like obviously you see what. You said, oh, well, the hatbox ghost when he's in the hat, is it's scary looking. Okay, Constance the Bride is scary looking at parts, and some of the other ghosts are a little frightening for younger people. Uh, that That's what it is. But when I was thinking about this, I thought about how much of a, of a niche film this actually is. Because unless you know the Haunted Mansion, you don't get – you get a, a story, and there is a story, and the story plays out. And it makes sense. And I said, it's a good movie. I liked it. It's a family film. But you don't, you get more out of it knowing the mansion 
because of everything that's in the background. The things that you want to see in the background that are in the mansion are in the film all over the place. I mean, I spent more time looking at the background of what was going on and just what's there, you know, as I did listening to the actors have the conversation that, you know, that drove the film. I thought that was um, kind of interesting. But I did go to Comic-Con and um, Comic-Con was, um, I know Anthony wants to hear this, very, very different this year. I, of man, don't that, even, don't but, even. I won't get you started on that, but I know. I was you, 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 All I know is I saw pictures and it reminded me of 05. Yeah. Back it, in the was, days, of the last of the last years of the great Comic-Con. So it, what this year, what anybody who was know, saying. It's a Comic-Con of old. And I, <laughs> and I. I love all of them for it, and I hate all of them for it because I wish I could have been there. So, so what it was what? was this was a very comics-driven convention, uh, and everybody said a lot of people, a lot of retailers said we had record numbers of sales, either really high up from previous years or we set a record this year for sales because pe- people were spending money because – that's what there was to do. It was the convention floor. Now, there were still thousands, literally thousands of panels. That still happened. So I actually went to one that was called Directors on Directing, and it was with Gareth Edwards, who, of course, directed Rogue One and is directing a, a feature film called Creator from Disney that's coming out in a few months. And it also had Joseph Simons, Siemens? I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, um, that, that directed The Haunted Mansion. And he was there talking about it. And... Um, as much as this guy was talking about this film and what kind of a passion project it was for him and how much passion he shows for um, the ride because he used to work at Disneyland, uh, it sold me. I already wanted to see this movie, but it, when he starts talking about it and then they show a clip of it and just him getting into the background of everything, even something as simple as like this film is a mostly black cast and that's intentional. It's intentional that it's a mostly black cast because what's a huge population in New Orleans? It's black. So why would that not be represented in a film about New Orleans? Uh, even that, I thought that was fantastic and a smart idea. And even going through stuff where he was you know, going through, and obviously he's a director, you have some say into what happens uh, in scenes and stuff. And he was like, why, this scene needs to be in the stretching room. Why? Because this scene should take place in the stretching room and we should show the stretching room, like actually doing the stretching and stuff. So that's what it was. This movie, I think I said it to you both in the chat is a love letter to fans of the attraction. And and that that's what it is. Um, Everybody that I've, that I have actually talked to has actually said, you know what? It was a good movie. It wasn't, it's, it's never going to be an Academy award winning movie. That's not what we're looking for here. Um, This was a movie that featured a ride. It's not pirates of the Caribbean, which, you know, because it's such a niche thing, Pirates is very broad. Pirates is a very broad subject matter, and it has no kind of backstory. Technically, the Haunted Mansion doesn't have a backstory either, but it's got enough characters in it. You can have them drive the film, and that's what this did. So I think I think it was done very well. One A complaint I hear, and I know you guys have seen it too, is, oh, the acting was bad. Acting was bad. First of all, you have Owen Wilson. You already knew what you were getting. And Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Yeah, Danny DeVito. Like oh. You know what you're getting when they're acting. Right, you weren't going to get. You're not. You're not getting Shakespeare, the Godfather. That's not what you're getting. <laughs> well, you're that, getting... That's not what you're going into that movie no, for. No, I'm, I'm not going into this. You know, spe- you know, seeing these specific things, and I'm like, the acting was bad. No, they did what they were supposed to. It's a like the mansion itself pokes fun at itself. 
that's part of what it's doing is poking fun at itself. So why would you not have, you know, the characters and the dialogue and the way they act? It's ah! yeah. Sorry, sorry, I was reacting to something that was actually live. You people don't see. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it, it. I think it's it's poking fun at its. It knows what it is. This film knows what it what it is. Yeah. So the acting. I don't think it was bad. I think it was what the film was trying to achieve. I, I really do what, like it. I, what, I'm going to see it again. What I want to know is that everything that you've said could equally be applied to the Eddie Murphy Mahoney Mansion movie. Yeah, okay. In a sense. So I want to know what's the difference. So um, the Eddie Murphy movie, I, now let's get it straight. I don't think the Eddie Murphy movie was a bad movie. No, I don't think so either. I, I don't think it yeah. was a bad movie. Where it I saw it at the can't. Where, where it... Where it, I don't even want to say it lost me because it didn't. I own it on Blu-ray. Um, <laughs> where it didn't catch me was the fact that they used the Florida version of the mansion versus the Disney version uh, here, the Anaheim version. The exterior, right? Yeah, the exterior. You lost right, me there. Right. Like if right. you were going to do that, it needed to be the iconic. Like this is what it is type thing. You lost me there. I I didn't think it was a bad movie either. Um, it's kind of apples and oranges. It's kind of apples and oranges where – and I'm not giving you a huge spoiler by doing this because I'm going to talk more about the Eddie Murphy movie. Gracie, right? That story, what you heard was the story of the mansion that's kind of fan-created drove the original Haunted Mansion movie. On the new one? No, the old one. Oh, the like old the, one. Right. Gracie, like the whole Gracie thing, that drove the movie. This one didn't. Gracie is in the movie, but he's not even a main character. He's a character in – the mansion because the that's new, what it is, right? The, the new movie, is new movie uses more of the natural narrative progression of the ride, though. Which yes, the ride does have a narrative story progression. Yes, which I and do want to bring up about something else when you're done talking about this. Well, go ahead, because I think it's we can go all over the place. Talk about Florida. Okay. I know that. Well, I I haven't been on. Florida's Haunted Mansion. I don't know if either of you have been to Florida or have been on that ride. Oh, I know where you're going. With it. Okay, go ahead. Basically, it's the same. Mm -hmm. It just obviously has to be different outside. Um, they announced re uh, this week that Hatbox is, which I didn't even know that Hatbox wasn't at Florida. I thought he right. had thought he had premiered at the same time as Disneyland, to be honest. Yeah. 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 I, I just, it just totally... Psh, over our head, over my head, anyways. And, that and in all the years I've known, hold on. In all the years I've known you, you know this is me. Hashtag not my park. Right, exactly. Right, in all the years I've known you, that's been a thing. All right. Um. So they announced that Hatbox was going in there, but it's not the announcement that Hatbox is going in that has people. And people are not happy about it, which you would be shocked at first until I actually looked, found out why, and I'm like, oh. They want to put Hatbox in the endless hallway. Okay. Now think about the narrative progression of the ride because I was talking to her and she didn't even realize that there's a narrative progression to the ride. I like how he's talking about Becca, but she's nowhere to be seen on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the green screen. <laughs> um, the endless hallway is at the beginning of the ride after you've gone through the graveyard and you're in the house yes the yeah, but before you get to madame leota now what happened what happens after you what do you see nothing of before you hit madame leota well no ghosts There's uh, no they materialize uh, corporal ghost yeah you have 
plenty of walls pulsating, shadows, uh, tombstones, and the the coffin pushing skeletons. No ghosts. Where's the endless hallway? It's in that area. It's Madame Leota that calls the ghosts to form to show themselves. It's all of her dialogue. If you if you know for those that apparently haven't listened to the dialogue. She is the one who calls the ghost to appear. Right. Then once the, the she calls the ghost, and then you go into the uh, the ballroom, mm-hmm. the banquet room, and into the attic, and then into the attic, and that's where all the ghosts are. Right. So the fans that of Walt Disney World are mad because it's going to mess up the narrative story of the ride by putting Hatbox in the. Uh, while it does would look cool to have him there, if you're going to have him there, you need to have him doing something than just standing there with his hat box looking well, sad. He needs to be doing something if you're going to put him in that hallway. <laughs> he needs to have a reason for him to be the one that you see first. You have to know that he's important. Him just standing two, there, nothing. Two things. Two things. Okay. Yes. First is um, space. Oh yeah. Does the right? <laughs> does it? Does it copy it exactly? Like as far as and I don't know. I don't know the answer to this because they I've never been on it. I've never been a spot at the end of the attic for to to slip him in there. Okay, okay. Because ours was well, no. just in this weird spot too, right? When he was added into into Anaheim, just past the bride, there's just that weird little spot as you're kind of falling out of the house. That's where he was at it. Right, okay? right. So that that's one thing. Two, I don't know how much spoilers you want me to give about the movie, but that could be movie driven. That could be slightly mm-hmm. movie driven with his placement there. Because I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm not saying I'm uh, right. I'm just saying I, I wonder if this was a thought of Imagineers as a right. No, because you know, you know, movie driven things do. I mean, look at Johnny and in, in uh, look at uh, you know Captain Jack in Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. I mean, at least narratively, it doesn't mess up the, anything. Though yeah. he's just at the the ride, it doesn't do anything. Or he pops up throughout the ride. That doesn't mess up anything either, as long as he doesn't pop up in the same scene twice, because then that would just be stupid. But, uh, no, I get it, I get it, but, you know, they obviously... <laughs> it just goes to show that even the uh, whoever makes these decisions doesn't even pay attention to the nar- the actual narrative story of the, their own rides. And it's just, it's just another example of how the people... I could go off on a whole thing, and Dan knows it about how it's just the, the creative, uh, the lack of creativity lately in the last few years has just been. Well, they're too. I, I don't even they, want to get into it. I'll let somebody else rant about that. They're paying their CEO $75,000 per day um, to figure out why they're losing money um, to, you know, spend any on any creative juices. So. I was a big uh, fan of Iger, and I defended him, and I was like, when he came back, I was like, oh, this is going to be the best thing for Disney. It, you know, it's Mr. certainly better than Mr. Baldy, you know, but then he had to go and say what he said about the strike. And yep. His private jet making 75000 a day. I'm like, bro, just pay people what they're worth. He just lost all credibility with any any of his... But it aligns with Walt's, Walt's the union breaker, so he's he has Walt's vision of busting unions. 
Um, so I guess he's in the same vein. They got to remember business owners, union I, workers. You know, really we, when, when he came back, when he came back, um, I mean, it was as saying, this guy's not Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going to save your stuff. He's just a different corporate person that's going to, you know, do some different things that are going to make some fans a little bit happier. But he's not he's not your savior. That's not what you're going to get. He's going to look for ways to make that company money. That's the bottom line. Because oh, that's what his job is. Heard how many people, the guy standing with me in line when I was buying our little Hotbox Ghost Sipper, he was so upset that Disneyland is going to be selling alcohol in more places. Like he took it as a personal <laughs> attack. Think, and, like, yeah. and I was like, bro, it's a way to make money. Let $32 for this lovely piece of plastic is a moneymaker in the same way that $15 for some beer is a moneymaker. It's a better so, moneymaker. Oh yeah. A, it's a better moneymaker because the, the overhead for alcohol is really low. Like it's very profitable. Because it it doesn't cost you nearly as much as you know what you are going to charge for, especially Disney. Like oh, yeah. we, went, we went not that long ago, and I had a mai tai that was eighteen bucks. Mm-hmm. Did I drink eighteen dollars worth of alcohol? Had I bought it from my shelf? No, Absolutely I did not. not. But I yeah. sure spent eighteen dollars for that mai tai that I enjoyed with our stuff at uh, Carthay Circle Al Fresco. It was delicious. Oh, sat inside. Make a good the Carthay Al makes a good drink. Um. And and the and was, hold on, one of them was the Pim's Punch that's coming to. Mm-hmm. I did notice that. Yeah, Aaron and I have had that Pim's Punch there but at Parquet, and that's it'll be that's made coming. in batch. These are going to be made in batch, and any of the alcohol that you get that's made ahead of time, so that doesn't come from um, Carthay or from um, like uh, the lounge at um, the hotel or. Trader Sam's. These are all pre-made and they're not that strong. Um, I did have a drink at uh, the other day at DCA that was stronger than I'm used to when it's a batch drink. But most of them, if you're going to get the cocktail, it's all pre-mixed. So the alcohol is on the lighter side anyway. So you're essentially paying like 20 bucks for some fancy fruit juice that may give you a moment of a buzz. Um, but they are going to sell wine and beer also. The thing is, is that Walt smoked and Walt had a bar in his apartment and at Club 33. So if anything, he just didn't want the plebs to have access to alcohol, but he's not anti-alcohol by any means. And Walt was a capitalist. So I'm pretty sure he'd be like, yeah, let's make some coin, you know, but it doesn't matter because he's dead. Hashtag he's dead now. Um, but people, man, that guy was so mad about that. So does Ducarte and all that, do they have full bars? Yes. Carthay has a full bar with a bartender. He was awesome. So I don't, is that what was brought up? I I didn't pay too much attention to this because it doesn't bother me. Um, are they going to have full bars or is it just like the ready-made drinks like that? No, it's going to be like at Oga's where, and at, um, uh, Avengers Campus, um, the Pim's Pim's, Pim's, Lab. Yeah, though it's just going to be pre-made. They're not, it's not a full bar. They have beer, wine, and pre-made Pim's Punch, and I want to say a hurricane. And that's it. That's all you have access to. And it's only at the sit-down restaurants. 
So it's only at Carnation. It's only at Riverbell. It's it's you can't just. Yeah, walk you're still not walking around Disney with no. a with a thing of beer like you are at California Adventure. That's not going to happen. Still, that's not going to happen. You know, even at Oga's, you can't take your drink to go. Like you stand at the bar, you have your drink, and then you leave. So Disney is it's still not going to ruin the vibe, so to speak. You know, it's not going to be like DCA, which is adult. May as well be Vegas walking around with your little yellow cups, but yeah. They just, they have to make money. Disney is hemorrhaging money for a variety of reasons. One of which being what Anthony said, they're just not that creative. And a lot of people, they just have to be careful with what they're spending their money on. And if they're bored or they don't like what the direction that creative is going, like, why bother? If I've been to Disney World and I can't really afford to go every year, then I'm not going to. There's nothing new. I have, first let me back up and just, about the alcohol thing, Dan knows, I've talked about, I've speculated about the alcohol thing for many years. I've said, if it's presented in a theme-appropriate manner, and it's regulated on where you can have it, I was always fine with it. I wasn't going to be a... weirdo who says oh you shouldn't have alcohol in Disneyland I at one time I was so when you could smoke anywhere in Disneyland I used to be a smoker heavy smoker like two packs a day one pack a day varied when you could smoke in Disneyland I had so much respect for Disneyland that I would not I refused to smoke there a heavy smoker like myself, I refuse to smoke there. I had so much respect for that place. Then eventually, smoking sections, I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> and then I had no problem smoking weed inside the park at one, you know, when it got to that point. But now I'm like, I will defend. I was, I would defend the mouse tooth and nail. But now I'm like. I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, they have secret children's Oops. sex dungeons in <laughs> Club 30, <laughs> trafficking dungeons in Club 33. Because that's not happening. I've been in Club 33. None of that is going on in Club 33. Conservatives are stupid as hell. I don't care if I offend anybody or not. Conservatives are stupid as hell. You can cut this out if you want. I don't care. There is no secret child trafficking dungeon sex dungeon in club 33 just stop it just stop being stupid it's not happening <laughs> so that and the grooming all of that aside disneyland as a creative company is foul there's something deeply wrong with the mouse and i don't know if it can be fixed I don't know if there's anything creative left in this company. The creative people are ignored. The grand ideas of people that have ideas are then shrunken down to almost nothing, as in Galaxy's Edge and other things like that. Why would the people with grand ideas want to have ideas if their ideas are just going to end up being end up being nothing 
anyways. Why why would you have ideas? And then now Disney's just showing even more their whole ass with the whole double strike situation. All all the studios are showing their whole asses. I don't I Warner Brothers is just as bad. I don't even want to get started on Warner Brothers. Zaslav and the Discovery thing. I'm glad to be able to watch Ghost Adventures on Max and not have to buy Discovery Channel just for a few months, a couple, just long enough to watch Ghost Adventures. I'm glad to be able to do that. But screw you, Zaslav. You're stupid too. But getting back to Disney, there is a creative black hole at Disney right now in every single area. TV, movies, theme parks, everywhere. Anything that is good goes to die. Owl House. I mean, yes, they're bringing back Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> that's great. As they should. But for every Phineas and Ferb that's brought back, for every Futurama that they're just bringing back something, somebody else's thing that, that, that somebody else made famous... Yes, I'm glad they brought back Futurama. I'm extremely glad to see the poster, that there's a Futurama poster on one of the uh, ticket booths in the Esplanade. That makes me giddy. But at the same time, for every one of those, then they cancel stuff like Owl House. They totally pretend like Willow never happened. You know, things like that. It's just... What the F? And I'm just... I can't defend... I'm coming. I, I don't know how I can defend them anymore. But yeah, go alcohol if it's appropriate and if, if it's in appropriate places. Yeah, I, I mean, alcohol. Why watch Phineas and Ferb? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I mean, because if you go to anywhere in New Orleans and a mint julep with alcohol, a hundred percent appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not or a hurricane. Hundred percent appropriate for New Orleans. Stuff like that. But, I mean, is that what they're serving? Um, they're doing a Pim's Punch. Uh, they're doing a Hurricane. Uh, and then beer and wine. And they're they're serving it at Riverbell Terrace, uh, Carnation Cafe. What was the other one, Dan? Do you remember? Um, Cafe Orleans. Yeah. Carnation Cafe. There was, there some, oh, was, it, was it Plaza Inn? It wasn't Plaza Inn, was it? No, I want to say it was Carnation Cafe, but not Plaza Inn. I don't. No, I, don't know. I don't think Plaza Inn isn't the type of place that would do that because yeah. it's not sit down. Yeah, it's more of a gotta get and go. Though they could, if they served mimosas during their character breakfast, I'm oh, sure they Lord. would make a killing on that one. Um, so it's appropriate enough, like to that. It's it. You have to go and have a you know a meal, and it's not just walking around. But it's the Try same drinks at all the locations. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure yet. Um, I haven't, I'll be honest, I have not really done that much research on it, but um, those are the drinks that I've heard that they're doing. It's not going to be an open bar, though. It's not like when we went to Carthay, you can get whatever you want. You want a Jack and Coke? Here you go. You know, you want um, a Mai Tai, whatever. Uh, I would like to see them do more. The River Bell. It's the River yeah, Bell. The River Bell. I would love to see Disney do more with zero proof cocktails, um, mocktails, because those are becoming super trendy and they could charge more. Um, like at Oga's, you can go and get some fun drinks that are non-alcoholic because there is a large segment of the population that 
want to be fancy, but who can't or don't want to drink for whatever reason. And Disney could make a killing in that market and it would show some creativity um, and it would just be fun. Like if I don't want to drink and my partner does, then I can have a fancy drink. They can have a fancy drink. It's good for our Instagram boomerang and off we go. But again, they're sort of lacking in the creativity department, which is sad. I'm looking you at wanna, some articles for you stuff. Wanna, you want audios without the motherfucker. Yeah. Yes. I just want them to leave. <laughs> I'm looking at some articles about this and um there's not a lot of there's not a lot of news. I mean most of it gets like, well, it was a dry park, except for Club thirty three. And, and then uh I don't I don't see a and then then Ogas. Ogas. Yeah. I don't see well, much like, else about you can get an outer rim at eight oh one. Like it's always 5 p.m. on Batu. That's my joke. Uh, so you know, Ogas is they. You can rope drop the alcohol at o, at Ogas if you want to. Yeah, but I mean, I, I completely see it as being like what they do at Ogas, where it's just, it's even, just even Blue Bayou, even Blue Bayou, <laughs> Blue Bayou does not have an open bar. Nope. These are what we serve, and that's it. Yeah. The problem so, they, they is. Because all the places you said are all indoor seating only, or yeah, it... that's what it's. No, yeah, it's intentional. It's intentional yeah. that it's actually sit down um, restaurants. Mm-hmm. So that way they can monitor that you're not going to just get up and go. Right. Yeah, I mean, and how? Much... And it's, you still have that like it doesn't have the rep. Not that I've really seen. It. I have heard of things that happen at California Adventure. I've never seen it. I've never um, seen it either. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it, but I've heard that things happen. But that's a little bit more open. I don't think Disneyland was ever intended when it when even when Oga's open to be like that. No. It, it is meant to be the more ma- quote unquote mature park, as far as that's concerned. And let's let's be honest. I know you're going to complain about we can complain about Disney security until we're blue in the face, but they actually do a, a decent job at monitoring what goes on with alcohol because I cannot tell you. The number of TikToks that I've seen of somebody like getting well, we're getting off. thrown out of we we got thrown out of California Adventure because something as simple as you somebody went up and bought two drinks, gave one to somebody else. Security said, "Can I see your ID?" They don't have an ID. Then we'll see your ass later. You yep. gotta go because you don't have your ID. Like Disney security does that. You don't have an ID. You are not drinking and you're leaving. Yeah, That's and it's there at DCA we. <laughs> Because we, again, we mostly rope drop and um, we see Disney security presence very heavy at DCA in the morning. We were, we just did, uh, we just went to DCA on Saturday and um, it was, there was security all over walking around that park, all over, just walking through. They're very much, um, it's not just security though, because when we were, we went and had, they have this new espresso based like martini it tastes like a s'more it's delicious but it's alcoholic well we had one for breakfast like a breakfast drink and they had uh, like a mimosa or bloody mary this is like an espresso one but they had um i was watching the staff just the the guys cleaning the trays and like help bussing the tables and they were looking at who was drinking and they were looking at that too so Disney is very like there is a very heavy presence at DCA when it comes to monitoring alcohol. And it's not just security. It's all the CMs 
that are in that area, like at PIMS. I can't speak for, you know, much else, but PIMS is open at eight o'clock in the morning and they were, they had a, a bunch of people walking around taking a look at who was drinking. Uh, yeah. And let's, let's throw it out there too, that like um, foreign IDs, foreign IDs do not count. You nope. have to have a passport. Yep. So like they, they're looking for the underage drinking is what they're doing and monitoring very closely what is going on. So that's, that is props to them because they do try to control it um, quite a bit. And like I said, I've never really run across anybody. I've seen the people that are like, okay, yeah, you're, you're kind of drunk, but no, nothing unruly, nothing unruly. I think it gets taken care of for the most part, which is good. That's good on their part. Yeah, and you don't want to have to overstaff places just to have people watching for people trying to run out with alcohol because then that just takes away from the, the atmosphere of course, not that they seem to care about atmosphere anymore, but <laughs> you know, like, like I would love to be able to, to get a hurricane or a mint julep mm-hmm. uh, on at French Market, mm-hmm. sit out on the patio and drink a hurricane because the atmosphere calls for it. But there's too many exits at French Market, and they have to have people watching all those exits. You got the exit, you got two exits out the back by the mint julep bar and the train station. You got exits out the other side on the riverside. It's just it's impractical, but that's where I would want to sit and have a hurricane. But well, maybe we will not anymore at Tiana's Palace because it's almost done. Oh well, yeah, that <laughs> it's getting ready. You will never have a hurricane at the French Market because it's that's gone. True. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, is it one uh, a hurricane is one of the drinks at Blue um, uh, Bayou. Yeah, yeah. Menu, yeah uh, I mean, that one's that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, and it worked. Aaron had one when we I went. Did too. Um, uh, yeah, I did too. Did you have the hurricane? And it yeah, was tasty. Yeah. Aaron said it was good. I didn't drink it. It's a little too sweet for me. Um, I'm not. Uh, it's sweet, then I'll love it because, yeah, if it's too strong, I. No, n- none of the Disney. I don't know how much you've had to drink it. I know you don't drink a lot anymore these days, but like, none of the drinks at Disney are particularly strong. Like they're they're very they're very controlled. Yeah. You are going to have to spend a lot of money, um, or you're going to have to be like very strategic <laughs> about the beers that you're drinking to like get that high alcohol content. The hurricane, even when we go to Carthay, and is that sweet but still strong, or is it just sweet and not that strong? I felt Aaron. No, I could taste the alcohol. I could taste the alcohol, but it wasn't overly strong. It's not overly strong, but for me, it's too sweet. Like all I taste is the sugar. I don't. Well, if it's strong and it's too sweet, then it's a very active. Then it's a very authentic because I have had a hurricane on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, and everything is sweet. Because they don't want you to taste the alcohol, because they want you to keep walking down that street. Oh, I'm sure. So everything is is perfectly mixed, so that way you're you're drinking taking in enough alcohol, but also not wanting to go drink more. Yeah, you you could. I I could have drank it. It It seems very authentic. Then, if that's the case, it it tasted like punch. They were fair. None none of the actually alcoholic drinks I've had at Disney have ever been overwhelming as far as the alcohol you can taste that there's alcohol in it but it's not overly done it is more about the taste because they're all specialty cocktails you know it it is a a hurricane or it is a mai tai or Mm -hmm. something like that with the exception being uh blue bayou where you can get a not blue bayou club 33 we can get a bunch of different stuff well, at Carthay, no, I was just saying, or Hearthstone, Hearthstone, or Hearthstone at Carthay and at Trader Sam's, um, I have had 
some old fashions. I've had some martinis because I don't like sweet drinks. I like it to taste like diesel fuel. I want to taste my alcohol. Um, but I've had them make drinks and you can they'll cater because that's a bartender. And so those drinks, if you're if you're looking for something that isn't sweet, you want to taste that old fashioned they will knock your socks off because it's being made by a bartender. But if you're going to get something like my husband loves fruity drinks, that's like his thing. Um, and so every Mai Tai, daiquiri, any of those that he had, um, he thought that they were delicious. And the hurricane that he had at Blue Bayou, like Dan said, he thought it was really good. He thought it was it was tasty. It was the right balance of sweet and alcohol, and he thought it well, was great. You know, you know what Trader Sam's is, right? That crack it to a punch. Like you can put those down because oh. you can. It's so it's so good that yeah, you cannot taste the alcohol in there, and then it will just sneak up on you later. Like yeah. that's that's the way those drinks are. I don't even know what the drink was the time that when I went to uh, Trader Sam's and got the uh, the first Haunted Mansion. Oh, the, oh yeah, that you know and when they had those drinks that were at Trader Sam's. Mm-hmm. I ended up drinking having to drink four of them. <laughs> <laughs> she drank one and, and threw up in, uh, in downtown Disney. I had four of them, and I was just like, "Like those are really good, but I'm just going to chill here for a minute. <laughs> so I had two, because I bought two, and it looked like a slushy. Because I remember I had my kids with me, and I was like, you can't drink this. Like I'll go get you a slushy, but you can't drink this. I drank the first one, and I was like, oh, this is going to be, oh, okay. Well, I got a whole other one to drink, and I'll be down. I paid for this shit. Like, uh-huh, I'm going to drink this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did the same thing, but I only did two. I did two, and I was with my kids, and I wasn't drunk, but I was. it was. It crept up on you later. You're like, oh, I need some water because I'm feeling this one. Yeah, it was, there, it was. I don't know what it was. It was some kind of specialty drink for that, for the tiki mugs, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, and, yeah. It yeah. was a specialty oh, yeah. drink that they made just for the tiki mugs, and yeah, uh, yeah no, that was – it was really, it was really good going down, but it was no fun. Uh, I didn't throw up, but uh, I, no. probably, I felt really not well. So my face, I have, I can't feel my face. Right. <laughs> I was just, I think I got buzzkill when she threw up. Oh my god! <laughs> it sobered me up. That usually is the buzzkill. You're like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. Nope. Do that. Yeah, okay. I'm good. I just I'm good. Going to the bathroom, and then I was fine. I'm just gonna sit here. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit here. I was too yeah. concerned. I'm not break. I didn't want to break the tiki mugs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm carrying around this bag of like six tiki mugs or whatever the minimum, whatever you were allowed to buy. I don't remember. No, because I, I think I had somebody else order for me, so I could get like several. Because I ended up selling them on eBay. I still I, have. Course, I, I bought one for somebody that didn't want it. They didn't end up wanting it. Um, so I still have the original. Yeah, maybe it wasn't the original. Maybe it's the second one. Wasn't Which the one is one? the tap box or is it the uh, the totem? I think, the, the I think it's the totem. I think it's the totem. That's the first one. Is it okay? Uh, it was, yeah. That was the first. Well, then there was I think a color variant of it. Yeah. Or was that the hat that they did color variants? I think they did a, a variant of the hat box. It was a different hat box. And I think I missed the first variant. I got the second variant. And then of course Florida had a completely different color variant because there's jerks. Yeah, no, the yeah the totem one I believe was the first uh, on a mansion tiki. So I have to look now. It's still boxed up here somewhere. I think it's in the garage. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, it's cool. I mean, you know, I'll find a place to display it. I display a lot of stuff in my classroom now. 
So the tiki mug probably would go would go right in there. Um, we talked about the movie. We talked about alcohol at uh, Disney. There was some, oh, I was going to say some more about about Comic Con um, and some just some things that I noticed there. So it is kind of back to Haunted Mansion related. You know, they announced like day of that they were going to do a screening of the movie for D twenty three Gold members. Not that I am a D23 gold member. I, I actually don't. I think we've had this conversation before. I don't find a reason to have to pay for the D23 membership. There are that not enough benefits. There are not enough benefits for me to have to pay for the D23 they, gold membership. When they used to do screenings, free screenings, mm. it was worth it. Well, they did it for between, freaking Haunted Mansion. Between the free screenings and the... Comic-Con. Between the free screenings and the magazine, it was worth it. But then once they stopped doing free screenings, I didn't think it was worth it anymore. The magazine is not worth the price that I'm paying for. No, I said the magazines plus the screenings, but yeah, yeah. they were doing like so, two three screenings a year, way you know, way back you know, 2018. So they did the screening for D23 Gold members, and then said, "Hey, we're also going to do an offsite pop up." Okay, so Comic Con this year was a lot about offsites. Yeah, it was. There's nothing else, you know. There's no big Marvel reveals or anything like that because Marvel, other than the booth they had on the floor, Marvel didn't show. Marvel yeah. Studios anyway. So um, th- there's that. All of they announced, we're going to do a pop-up for two days. It's some photo opportunities and this. Okay, so I think I heard about it on the first day, but it was already too late. The next day I was like, well, let me see if I can get over there and let me see what it looks like. Okay, so my friend decided he wanted to do something. I said, you know what? I'm going to walk over to where this place is and I'm going to check it out. Okay, so I walked about eight blocks in the freaking humidity. Yeah. I get over there, see the line, go to the front of the door and kind of ask somebody coming out. Curiosity, how long did you wait? She said two hours. I said, two hours? I said, I am not going to wait two hours in this line. Like, And that, this, that happened to be the one day I didn't take my collapsible chair right, to sit in. I didn't, I didn't take that. I'm, like, I'm not going to wait two hours in this line, in this heat, with nowhere to sit. There were people waiting four hours for the, uh, for the, uh, oh, the uh, two, two hours was nothing. And a mayhem on Sunday. Yes, I know. Two Sunday hours. Nine. And, and they had run out of stuff. Two four hours, hours yeah. was actually not a long wait, but <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Cause I was already kind of hot, starting to get sweaty. I had nothing to sit on and I'm by myself. So I was like, this is nothing I want to wait to for some photo ops. I'm like, no, now I got to walk my ass back to the convention center. So I took I took the scenic route and just kind of took my time to do this. I was like, man, this is this is stupid. Yeah, a lot of the offsite stuff it's it's not handled well. It's not handled well. There was the there was the Jurassic Park one. I know it's a different property, but uh, the Jurassic Park one was lengthier than that. If, if you were in standby, because all these the, there was no reservation system for the Haunted Mansion one. A lot of the other ones had. Um, reservations for them or you you stand by the problem with the hulu one that was in back of the convention center it's no freaking shade right there's no shade back there on along the the bay you, you know where the, else there's no shade by petco <laughs> there is yeah there's not yeah. so like that that kind of stuff and that's a problem that's, a so little that's bit another of a problem. one that i would have liked to have done because they had the uh days and confused 30th anniversary yeah thing that was inside of petco and i would love to have seen that yeah, I thought about that too, but then saw that there's no shade. I thought, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not going to do the thing. That's a, that's an issue when you have to commit to doing all that kind of stuff because it's just so much. And I do understand you want to give people who can't get in something to do, and this is that. But like the payoff wasn't a lot. Uh, people complained like mad about the Jurassic Park one. 
because it was that. And then the Hulu one by Sunday, they'd run out of a bunch of the giveaways. So, you know, you just, you can't, you can't keep up with the demand. So, well, what do you expect when when you make the most popular thing of the convention isn't even inside the convention? convention. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. What I did do, though, was I went to this thing called Mosh Isley. So it's. I would have wanted to go. That looked so much fun. I'm very jealous. So it was a ticketed event. I did have to pay for it. Oh, you were there when I bought the tickets. Actually, because I bought them right there in Carte Circle when we ate dinner. Oh, my friend texted me and I bought them right there. It's about $40. And it was a a Star Wars-themed emo-slash-punk sing-along. Oh, cool. This thing was freaking cool. It took some late 90s and early 2000s kind of emo-slash-punk stuff. And they just, like a DJ played it. The people that run a couple of different podcasts, because that's who put it on, some Star Wars-based podcasts, were on stage just kind of directing everybody. And just having everybody sing along, they sold T-shirts, which looked kind of cool. And I, I did end up getting a T-shirt. They sold cheap lightsabers for that like twenty like the bucks. Fun. The, oh like, yeah, everybody with their lightsabers. Everybody just had a lightsaber lit up. The best time. Jumping, pitting. Uh, Ahsoka's there in the freaking pit. All kinds of stormtrooper, you know, or Mando helmets, and uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. It was, it was cool. I would definitely do it again. It's not something that they run just at Comic-Con. I did figure that out. It is not something they run just at Comic-Con. They do it at different places all across the year. And what it is, is it's some guys who are actually in a couple of bands, or emo slash punk bands. Um, they also have Star Wars podcasts. So they're the ones that actually put it on at different places. It just so happens to be that they, they decide to do it at Comic-Con, during Comic-Con. So I took the trolley from my hotel, because the, the trolley was real near where I stayed, uh, got off, and I walked like maybe three or four blocks to where it was we went and had a couple of beers and did a bunch of singing along and talking to people including uh aaron's new friend and um <laughs> just just took the trolley he's back cool. yeah he's just still took talking the trolley back and had a great time much he loved that like that <laughs> made his night because really that's one of the only vloggers he genuinely watches and, and like i seem like a nice guy he really did i talked to him the next day Did i tell you that no the next day too yeah oh go ahead and finish and i'll, I'll tell you what happened no, tell me. Yeah, no, I was just oh, gonna say okay. like, Aaron Aaron is he he's never like he never says how much he loves anything. He's never re like on Instagram like re blogged anything and he did that. He's like, look it. He loved it. So I don't know, I don't even know if Anthony saw this. So um the guy is nice. So Gina's husband is into this vlogger who actually is he's he's a very nice guy. I had a little conversation with him. So she had sent me a picture on the first day or the second day that I was there and said, Hey, if you happen to run into this guy, can you take a picture of him or something? Aaron's really into this guy. Okay. So, um, I had, she said the picture she sent me, I looked at it obviously. And then when I'm at this Mosh Isley thing, I saw him, he was there. And so I had come back out of the pit area and I was just leaning up against the pole, just kind of taking a break. I'd gone to the restroom and I'm like, oh, I need a break for a minute. I'm just going to relax here and just get some of the you know cool air from the door and stuff and just kind of relax right here. I saw him and then I saw him go up the stairs because it was like, you know, two story thing. It was like a VIP section upstairs because he knows all those guys. So that's what he was doing there. So I was like, oh, that's that dude. Okay. Well, maybe I can catch him later. And so he came down the stairs again and I, I walked up to him and like, hey, man, is this you? And he said, yeah, how you doing, man? I said, no, I'm good. My name's Dan. It was whatever. Hey, I, I got a friend who's a, he, he's a big fan. I'm like, dude, would you mind actually 
if I recorded a video of you saying hi to him, he was he just lit up. He was like, dude, that would be so awesome. Yeah, what's his name? So I told him his name. So okay, so then he recorded like a 15 second video of him saying hi, and I sent it to her, and he's all ecstatic. Well, the next day, he's friends with those guys who run the Roosevelt shirts. Roosevelt's are those button up shirts. He's he's one of their um, like brand people. Like they, they he wears them all the time. But yeah. that's what he was with, and they—they they yeah, were the Star Wars expensive. Pavilion. They are they're like seventy bucks a piece. Yeah, yeah. Expensive. So they were in the Star Wars Pavilion because the Star Wars Pavilion had stuff from Ahsoka, like the uh, some of the outfits and some of the props and a full size chopper. And then the back end of it is um, just like some of their branded stuff, like the the rings, uh, the tiki, the geeky tikis for Star Wars, whatever uh, Citizen watches and some of the other stuff. Roosevelt's was on the end there too, doing their stuff. They sold some of their stuff and then some of the Star Wars exclusives that were there for the for the con. And that's where I ran into him again. And I so I walked up and hey man, I met you like you know the other night. And then he's like, oh yeah, dude, I remember that. And so I told him, hey, I sent him to my friend. He was really happy. And he's like, oh dude, that's really cool. That's so cool to hear. And I said, I'm glad I could help with that because like, he could just tell he was very genuine about it. So that's that's kind of cool. Well, he was, um, he's been vlogging for, or vlogging for a very long time, but his channel took off during the um, shutdown. And before that, he was like, I don't know, like a line cook at Denny's or something. Like very, he comes from Pennsylvania and moved to Florida with his then wife. Then they get divorced. Poor guy. Like he's been through a lot. But some people, like he does have like a persona, like his vlogging persona, but it's a fun, good natured person. And he like, from what I've seen, he seems to genuinely be appreciative of his success. And he's just fun to watch. He's just, you know, like a good, nice Midwestern kind of dude. And, uh, and anyway, he's, he, he, uh, we watch him all the time. That's one of the only ones. I've, I've seen him. I couldn't have, before this, couldn't have picked him out from a crowd, but both interactions with I had with him, I don't have anything but positive things to say. He just didn't yeah. seem cocky. He just seemed yeah. like a normal dude. So yeah. I was like, okay, I, I respect that. He didn't make it seem like I he was better than me or not. No, it just seemed like just some random dude I started talking to. So mm-hmm. that's what it seemed like. So I was I was happy with that. But as far as far as the rest of the convention, I mean, you know, all your usual stuff pops all over the place. Comics that are beyond my price range, pops that are beyond my price range. All kinds of different stuff. It's was, weird because I when I went to uh, 2005 thing. It's weird because when I went to uh, Comic Con Revolution in May, I noticed a extreme drop in the amount of pop sellers uh, compared to the last Comic Con Revolution I went to in 2020, I believe it was. So Funko was there, and Funko. Or twenty-one. Uh, there's there's good things to say about Funko and there's bad things <laughs> to say about Funko. I mean, and some of those bad things are are, are creeping up. Uh, Funko is um, becoming oversaturated, and Funko is having that problem. Kind of what Disney does. They're they're not knowing how to manage things at all. It's gone bad. So Funko puts on like a camp Funko at um at Comic Con, which costs like four hundred bucks. Dude, it is not cheap, but you get food you get live entertainment gabriel iglesias performed as did aj mclean from the backstreet boys uh-huh. uh, and of course you get a bunch of exclusive um funkos <laughs> everybody has complained about the food because the food was a chicken sandwich that was 
tiny piece of chicken, mm. slathering of some kind of aioli sauce, mm. lettuce, and tomato on some white bread that looked disgusting. I mean, you wouldn't feed this to your dog. Like, it, it looked that gross. And that was what they paid for as far as food. Really, what they paid for was the Funkos. That's really what they paid for. Their, yeah. their place was a mess, man. Like, I walked over there on the Sunday when it usually kind of quiets down a little bit. And I did actually see this. I saw the crowd or security for Funko kind of throwing some stuff out in the crowd, little plushy keychains or whatever it was. Saw a guy um, reach for one and almost knock over a lady on a scooter who was kind of behind him. And so security was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you almost knocked this lady over. And oh, no, was this? And, and, and like, you know, and you still picked up the thing. You took it. He said, you picked it up out of her cart. You picked it up out of her cart where it landed. He's like, well, hit my hand. Hit my hand. Okay. He's like, dude, he's like, you, you can't do that kind of stuff. I'd like he to see him try it, that rule. I'd like to see him try that rule at a baseball game. I know. Oh, right? the, I hit my hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, the security guy gave the lady in the cart one he handed her one um personally that's problem that's just a that's just a, a bad poor planning and a that's a con problem because i saw but, a video after the uh after the star trek panel oh um, that was bad too where they ended out the, uh, the 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 poster for the musical that was Stranger i saw the video of it it was a cluster f okay so, so i don't know why they did that I have no idea why they did that. Gina, for years, I was. they were doing that back when I was at Comic-Con. But that's not how it's run anymore. Here, I'll tell you how it's run, because this is what I had to do. So in case you don't know what happened, Gina, like there was a Star Trek panel, and they announced, oh, you're getting a poster. You guys can all go pick up the poster at the, at the Star Trek booth right after this panel. Yeah, instead so, of handing it at the end of the panel like they've done it, you know, for literally every panel ever. They don't do that anymore. I'll, I'll explain how it works in a minute. Um, like, so what do 4,000 people do? They go and rush the Star Trek booth. Yeah, and clogged up the floor and created a mess. No, the way it's actually done now, and I don't know why they didn't do this, is they go through and they hand you a ticket. They hand you a, a colored ticket, and you take that ticket to yeah, a different hotel in their no. ballroom. Oh, a hotel. And that's where you pick God. it up. Yeah, so I have a poster for Haunted Mansion and a poster for Creator on the other side of me over here on the table because I have to find a top. I freaking ended up wrinkling, wrinkling it a little bit, but it'll look fine in the top loader. I got to get a top loader for it so I can display it because it's actually really nice. It's, it's actually Hattie. With his hand on the brim of his hat like this, and like, yeah, let me see if I can pick it up right here. Like I said, I did unfortunately wrinkle it, wrinkle it a little bit, but it'll look cool in the frame. No, he can't. Kind of, sort of. No, yeah, it's not working. I'll, I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you guys. Yeah, uh, I could, I could tell. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. I, I really do like it, but I gotta get a top loader for it. Yeah, you know what? I don't remember. Maybe it was last Comic Con I went to, or I went to a con. Where they gave you a ticket, and then you had to go to another room. And yeah, even that, that's better. Played out and mm -hmm. went up, and you gave your ticket, and then they were they gave you a poster. They gave you the that, stuff. Huh? They have done that in the past. Yeah, because I I was at the Spider Man Two panel for the PlayStation it was, Five. It was a uh, twenty three that did that, or Celebration. One of them might have done it. Uh, Celebration, I think, handed us stuff as we walked out. Yeah, never mind. Celebration was yeah. stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah that's uh they've done that for the, at least the last couple of years that i went because i went to the funko panel last year and they gave us a ticket and i went to go pick up my box of pops you know what it was it's the people who usually plan that stuff are on strike <laughs> i don't know well I don't, there had a been reason where there was a where there was a breakdown of saying go to the booth and get these posters where it should have been something else obviously and, you know maybe and um, that could be what it is because even the guy that moderated okay so 
you have an excuse and you don't. The guy that moderated the panel for the director thing that I saw where I got the posters, and he was like, I think you you got a ticket, and I think you go to another room upstairs. He didn't even know. But on the screens before the show starts, continually flashes different announcements, including if you're given a ticket during a presentation, (laughs) take it to the ballroom at the Manchester Grand Hyatt to collect, you know, what what you're going to do. But, you know, people don't read, so there we go. You and I both know that no one follows directions. I know. Um, and I now know where my students get it from because I was alone. The weirdest thing happened. I walked past Rise of the Resistance just as it went back up. So it was literally a walk-on. And then just as I got off, it went down again. So I caught it at the perfect time. Nice. But I was with this group of 11 people. And I got shoved with them because I was by myself. Ew. And so none of them were able to follow directions. The the CM, who's, you know, in character, had to tell them multiple times to stand on the color in groups of four. And that was apparently way too beyond their understanding. And um, and they were not understanding it whatsoever. And I'm just standing there and I'm like looking at this poor CM and the CM is looking at me and I'm just like, I'm sorry, but nobody listens. Nobody follows directions. I mean, I think we've had a discussion on this podcast before, maybe some other podcast about how, uh, well, specifically how doing like single rider, you end up with a bunch of stupid people. Or I think you were talking about uh, Millennium Falcon about not wanting to end up with a bunch of stupid people. But I think we've also had discussions about this before. And as a former employee of multiple theme parks, and working on multiple rides, specifically, I could just say working on E.T., the the adventure. Yeah, people are incredibly stupid. I Nobody don't feel like they're on vacation and they just signs. like... You can put up 50 them. signs yeah. and we'll still not understand. I just, I'm like, are you, is it vacation brain? Like, but that's why, like, you know, even with our students... Yeah, that, Three quarters of them aren't paying attention. I say the same thing 17 times. And then I see it in my everyday life. And I'm all, eh, yeah, check out. Sometimes you meet their parents, too. And you're like, oh, okay. So whoever was supposed to come up with the plan to hand out those Star Trek posters either was okay. like, nah, I'm good. They checked out. They're on strike. Whoever was supposed to do that dropped the ball. It happens. Obviously, getting back to Funko, (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, that was a very poor plan to just go out there and start throwing things at at people. You know, you're going to draw a crowd. I mean, well, come on. Uh, I was going to ask you. And it was the crowd that was already in line for their admission. Oh, well, I mean, so they were already there. So you're just going to make it worse because the people are going to see, people are going to walk by and see things being thrown and think it's for them. Yeah, that's on Funko. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's on Funko, but that's on any booth. I'm. I was going to ask you how the uh, how the Brickbuster uh, store was. Did you go in there? I did. It wasn't a store. It was just like a display of what was like coming out or what had just come oh, out. Okay. Uh, they had the uh, oh, had so Sonic so stuff. It's always been famous for plenty of stuff to look at and nothing to buy. <laughs> yeah, so they had the Sonic stuff that's coming up available because that's kind of the newest property that they're going with right now. There was You could wait in line to... They give you like a blank, like um, kind of like a five by seven 
um, flat piece that you could build a portrait on with a bunch of different pieces they had in the bins there. So a bunch of those were like that. It, it had a obviously a theme of like blockbuster. There were right. some like contests you could do. Like every day they had a little handout, and I think uh, I we got it on two days. One was the first day, the preview night. They were giving out Brickbuster cards, so it looks like a Blockbuster <laughs> video card. Uh, if you had an actual Blockbuster video card, you could redeem it in for a special pin. But like who right. knew that? Who brought it with them? You know, if they did, and then there was kind of a scavenger hunt. If you found an actual Blockbuster like case, you could take it over there and get a certain prize for actually finding uh, uh, the blockbuster case. They were doing things um, like that. A couple of photo ops. Um, one of them was a speeder bike and the other one kind of changed daily uh, as to what it, what it was made out of Legos. So I mean, it was okay. The booth looked cool and all around it, it did. It looked like a blockbuster, but it yeah. wasn't crazy. The Marvel booth, man, forget it. You can't even get in there. It yeah. was ridiculous. Marvel does two things. They do one where they had some displays and they had costumes from the Marvels. Um, and from Captain Marvel, and then the other booth that they have is a store with like shirts and stuff like that. You couldn't even get in there. The lines were. Which one had the Loki costumes? The Loki uh, season think, two think, costumes. I think it might have been in there, but I couldn't even get in there. Oh, the, the probably there are three the, costumes from Loki season two. Now that what they do is they start doing like interviews and stuff right there. Well, then you clog that entire era. Well, you've been to D twenty three where they it's the same thing. They clog <laughs> yeah, that yeah, and you can't see anything. Right. So and then because they have the store at a different booth, like I was supposed to get a free digital comic because I have Marvel Insiders, the app. I couldn't even get in there to get that because they kept capping the line. Lines are a problem. Like lines are legitimately a problem because they don't know what to do with them. So they end up like you'll get in a line and then they'll say the line is capped. Okay, what that means is it's not like sold out for the day. Like the, if you're trying to get an autograph, they just they can't have any more people in line because there's nowhere for the line to go. Right. So you have to kind of like I actually was I went to the Camp Snoopy one. Right. And was told lines capped. He's like, just kind of wander around and come back in a few minutes. And when this line goes down, then we'll open it again. Oh, that's how you're running things. Okay. So anytime you wanted to get into a line that was capped, you had to just kind of wander around until like, okay, 10 people have gone from that line. Line's open now. Okay. Now I'm in line. Then you are going to have things that do get actually capped because. Yeah. Because because there's just no. Well, because the person signing autographs could only be there for a certain amount of time, but then has to go right break or whatever. So, I mean, I I learned a lot being there all those days. I went to the masquerade for the first time. I'd never been to the masquerade ball, which I thought was fantastic. And I kind of realized it's not really as hard to get into as I thought. (laughs) I thought it would. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, I would do this again because if I'm down here for four days, okay, kind of kind of cool. So um, we did that and just kind of learned how how things worked. Like, okay, I can do this, and this is kind of how I have to do it. After the first day, we were like, I'm not coming here before this place opens again. I just won't do it. I will not come before they actually open the doors just for whatever again because I don't want any exclusives. And why would I get here, get off either at Gas Lamp, which is halfway through the convention center, or off at Convention Center, which is at the end of the convention center right next to the Marriott, and still have to go back towards the Marriott to get in line. I, I'm not going to get dropped off here to walk all the way back to walk all the way back again. No. I'll just come in after the doors are open and walk right in. And that's what I did the rest of the days. I went back and just walked right in. You know, by then they opened the doors. From Funko, there's only one thing that I wanted um, from Funko. And I just looked, and if I go, or it was um, Loungefly, but they did it with a Funko Pop, like, crossover. 
And it was like this cute little backpack with Heimlich in it because I love him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I could still get it. It's 120 bucks. I can Lounge buy Fly it. Right is owned now. by Funko. Yeah. yeah so, Funko owns Lounge Fly. <laughs> but it was at the Funko booth because it has a little Funko pop in it. Like it's this cute little Lounge Fly. Um, but I could get it right now. I could go on their website yeah. and get it for 120 yeah. bucks. So I didn't. Yeah. Like, it's like it was, it's a, an exclusive, but you can still buy it. Right so now. things can, like that don't matter a damn because there's no sticker. Right? There's no sticker on that? Right. If no, you there's no sticker on ops that. I don't think so. Matter for sellers or completionists because the pop that you get at, at Comic-Con will have a different sticker than the shared exclusive that you get that you buy online. Okay. It's going to have a sticker that actually says... San Diego Comic Con, and it's going to have the Comic Con logo, and it's going to look. Yeah, that's the one for the shared exclusives. That's the shared exclusive sticker. If you get it at Comic Con, it's going to have a different sticker that actually says San Diego Comic Con exclusive with the Comic Con logo, and those or or any other con, it's going to have a a logo that's specific to the con. Otherwise, you just get your summer convention exclusives. Your fall convention exclusives, your sometimes spring convention exclusives. I didn't know last year. I we had just decided to go to Funko, the store in Hollywood. We just decided to go. I left. We ate lunch. First of I all, I, I didn't even realize that it didn't even open until noon. The oh. store doesn't even open until no. noon. Yeah, <laughs> it opened like twelve to six or twelve to seven or something like that. Wow. I didn't know that. So we go and we park, and I see this line. And I was like, why is there a line here? So I asked, what, what is this line for? Oh, the lines to get into the store. I was like, oh, okay. Here I am thinking it's still some kind of COVID protocol, okay, which is why it's so big. I'm like, well, how long does it take? And I'll, mm, from right there where the line kind of is, probably about a half an hour. And I was like, oh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. And I know, meanwhile, I know inside it's nice and cool. I, I will always herald the bathrooms at the Funko Pop store. They're very clean. And there's a lot of them. They're very clean and there's a lot of them. Best. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. I didn't realize until we got in that's the day the the shared exclusives dropped. That was the first day that you could buy the shared exclusives at the Funko store. So I was like, oh, okay. So we went and did our thing. We we're just looking around. And then I noticed later, I'm like, hey, the line isn't that long for the, it's only like, a, you know, four or five people. Because everybody came and got what they wanted. And they had most everything that was going to be, I was going actually to the Comic Con the next day <laughs> i was going for the day the next day and or, or two days after that and i just was like oh okay so i i got some of those pops that were like oh i just want that because it's a cool looking pop i didn't have to deal with any of the mess at, at comic-con to get those funkos because i don't care about the sticker i just thought the pop was cool but yeah he's right that's what the reason is people want it for that for the reason you can get more money for the ones with the actual con sticker than you can for the shared exclusive ones Sometimes not. Sometimes they go for end up going for the exactly the same thing. It's really just a hit or miss on, you know. Some some end up can go end up for going for hundreds of dollars. Other ones can end up just being five years later and still just being twenty dollars. That's what it's getting to right now. That's what that the, the it's gone bust. Unless you have a super extreme limited like they only made two hundred pieces of this thing. No, they're not going for any money. I mean, I I have a. Pops are worth like a hundred, but no, go ahead. 
I said, has it gone the way of the Beanie Baby? I don't think it's that we're there yet. No, we're not there yet. But they need to they need to stop making so many duplicates of ones. And I have seen a lot of new pops announced that are not duplicates of pops that have come out already. They need to stop with all these different color variants and weird things. I mean, they're, sure, there might be a market for them, but there's other. The, you go to Target and there's pops everywhere. You go to Wall. You go to Hot Topic and they have like their their wall. I think is the wall at Hot Topic has has quadrupled since when they first started their uh, pop wall at, at Hot Topic. I remember when they didn't even have a obviously, but it started out I think as just an end cap. Dan probably remembers when Hot Topic when pops at Hot Topic were just an end cap. Now they take up like a whole wall of a whole store. So, but yeah, no, as I think they, they, they need to learn some lessons or else they're going to have problems. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I mean, the Funkos are cute. Like, I think they're, you know, they're cute. I liked it just because I thought the little Funko inside the backpack was adorable. Um, I don't $120 love it. Like, no. that's a no from me. But um, that was literally the only thing that I saw that I was like, oh, well, I would maybe want that, but not for 120 bucks. Um, so, but the lounge flies have gone up too. I know everything has, but lounge flies when they were uh, 50, 60, 70 bucks. Okay. But now we're getting yeah. flies that are like 80, 90, 100. And I'm like, it's a backpack. <laughs> so. hey, to, be, uh, to be honest, the lounge, the lounge fly backpacks haven't, um, haven't um, inflated in price as quickly as um, spirit jerseys. <laughs> hey, stop, man. Leave my spirit jerseys. Spirit jerseys jumped from $70 to like $120, what seemed like overnight. If they look, look like an Ed Hardy version, they then that's what they cost. If it's just a simple design, they're still in that price range where they were. If it looks like Ed Hardy. Yeah, but they were all like no more than $70 at one point. Now yeah. there's ones that are well over a hundred dollars and it's just the the jump like i mean yes the uh the the lounge fly has go on gone up just as most things do but uh yeah no the the, the jump in the uh the the spirit jerseys i think it was a much more like uh, jump than just yeah. casual casual so you know, the raising of amazon prime prices in the last 10 years um, we're gonna have to start wrapping it up. I told you I got that other thing to do, so we're we're yeah. getting pretty close to that time. So, anything else we wanted to bring up and talk about? We haven't had a chance to talk to. There's been a lot of different stuff. Yeah, just, that's probably um, something that I can't think of. But yeah, I just, did you finish Secret Invasion? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I was gonna break it up. You were talking about something else that made me think about uh, Secret Invasion, and I think I was gonna mention it with the the creativity. Uh, discussion because I mean we don't want to get into that again I'm just going to say that I d it deserves every bit of its 8% uh, rating on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes I don't put much stock in Rotten Tomatoes but what I was giving the benefit of the doubt to that series even after they spoilers killed Maria goddamn Hill in the first episode mm -hmm. after she went on and gave an interview this this series is so great for my character and then she fucking dies 
in the first episode. Spoilers. Kind of I'm senselessly. Sorry, too. Kind of senselessly. Super stupid. The last episode, if they would have, they could have. There's so many different things they could have done to redeem themselves. Or they even need to redeem themselves. The series had been fine other than the Maria Hill thing. Olivia Coleman was an absolute delight in that series. She was so amazing. I hope to see her acting, doing some maybe bounce. I'd love to see her bounce off of Julia Louise Dreyfus's character, like later on with Thunderbolts or something. If they come to head to head somehow, that would be amazing. But she was great. But yeah, that last episode. Did you see the interview that apparently it was? You guys have both seen or don't matter about the last episode. I saw it. Yeah. Does it not matter to you? I don't okay. care. No, I'm not. I, I, I'm, I'm such was, a actually. The Super Scroll was Feige's idea, apparently. I, I didn't hear you. What? The what? The Super Scroll fight apparently was Feige's idea. Oh, I mean, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind I that. Like I, that after what happened with the finale of She Hulk, where they made the big jokes about saving money and not having her be She Hulk, and then how. The complaints about She-Hulk. That Super Scroll fight looked amazing, but it didn't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they shifted back and forth to the characters, so you could tell whose powers uh, they were using it, at the, the time. CG's that, really that great. Funny. I thought CG looked great compared yeah. to, say, some of the CG in She-Hulk. They could I mean, have just not had that fight and diverted some of those funds to She-Hulk, and She-Hulk could have been amazing. And then... They could have actually had a really good ending to Secret Invasion. Now, granted, I have heard, I've never read the actual comment, but I've actually heard the ending of the Secret Invasion comic is kind of trash, too. So maybe that's just, maybe it's just a meta thing. I doubt it. But, uh, you know, they could have just done one single thing, one single thing in that finale, and every nobody would be talking how, about how trash the ending was. And that would have been Daisy Johnson. That's all. That's all they had to do was have Quake in the finale. Appease all those people that have wanted somebody from S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., to appear on the show, specifically her. They've wanted it so badly. All they had to do was do that. They want to appease fans. They want to appease the masses. They could have just done that one thing. And happy people. I was looking to see... I was looking to see how much of it led into, um, and I know it's a, they're saying it's supposed to lead into um, the Don Cheadle film, Iron Wars. I think, is that what it's called? Ar- Iron, Armor Wars? Iron Wars? Iron Wars. Yeah. So that it leads into that. And I saw the Marvels trailer and was trying to figure out did, did any of that lead into this? Because that's probably the next. No, the next it, if anything, this, well, this leads into. The whole dialogue at the end about how the uh, the the Cree want to uh, have peace, have peace talks, peace talks. That's leading into Captain Marvel. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I know it's there again. Having watched the trailer, seeing that um, Nick Fury's back in space, like there's okay. Let up right. to that. You see him going back to space. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Stuff. I enjoyed it. Okay. I thought it was kind of slow paced at times. Um, it was one of those things where. Um, not that I don't pay attention to when I watch things, but I had to really pay attention to when I was watching this because you had to catch the dialogue because it's very dialogue heavy, very dialogue heavy. So like I couldn't be distracted when I was watching it. At times I even had the way they were talking was kind of low. I even had to have the subtitles on to read 
what was going on. So right. I, I didn't think it was, I, I don't mind it, but I didn't think it was Marvel's finest series at all. It, it's ranking up there with um, Captain America and Falcon or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, I've seen plenty of a more spy sentiment. drama than, than anything else. I've seen plenty of similar sentiment that uh, Falcon Winter Soldier was still worse than this. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, think if they're I didn't, both- I didn't <laughs> mind that. I didn't mind that either, but I just, it's not one of Marvel's finest. I still, the way WandaVision worked out, and I still, I still will tout Ms. Marvel as how, how I really enjoyed Ms. Marvel. I wish it had gone on longer. And I'm looking forward to seeing that character in the Marvels because I think she did a fantastic job. And it's like, because of who she is, like, I, I know that kid. <laughs> like, I know that teenage girl. And I just, I think that was probably one of their better done series. So even if people didn't think so, I think I think it was. And then She-Hulk, I touted She-Hulk right here in this podcast until the end. I still don't know what I watched. <laughs> it's like, I like this until it got to the end. I'm like, I don't know what, what I, I don't know what I watched. Even Moon Knight. I like Moon Knight. I thought Moon Knight was, I oh, wish yeah, Moon Knight would like go on. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, Loki. Yeah. Loki, speaking of that, did you have the trailer that came I, out today. Yeah, I, I saw you. I think you posted it, and I haven't watched it yet. I haven't well, posted it yet, but I'll, you, uh, well, I'll guess no, so. I haven't yet. No, I posted about Pee Wee Herman, but um, no, the uh, yeah, Loki came out earlier this morning. They, the uh, the the most uh, nobody seems to think that Marvel knows how to stick the ending to their series, which seems to be a common complaint. All of the complaints seem to be that uh, or everybody that says all of the series that they they always complain about the ending. Moon Knight, the ending sucked. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, the ending sucked. WandaVision, the ending sucked. Uh, I'm sure there's people that think the ending sucked on Loki, but I think the ending had to be exactly what the ending was on Loki to set up everything that was to come or is to come. So, but uh, I was the uh, when you get a chance to watch the Loki trailer. I watched it just before I, we came here. In fact, her your termite guy gave me the opportunity to watch Loki before we started. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to watch it until after. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it, that looks great. I can't wait to see. Uh, I'm sorry, I never tried. I I don't want to say try to say his name because I'm going to mess it up. But short round uh, is is in the season and he's immediately in the trailer and he's great. Uh, I see Pillboy is coming back. Uh, Eugene Cordero. I call him Pillboy because, you know, of a uh, good place. Anything else you got about two, three minutes? I'm taking my niece to Storytellers Cafe on Wednesday. Just uh, me and her. She's seven. <laughs> so <laughs> all the luck to me. I haven't been there ever, but she loves... She loves the Fab Five, so I don't even know who's at Storytellers, but we'll see if she's down. I don't even know if Disney knows who the Fab Five is anymore, so... Well, yeah, I, she's pretty They're much putting them on a lot of merchandise. They're putting yeah. them on a lot of merchandise again. Because I've noticed a lot of mini taking over certain other They're, people's places in the Fab Five lately. Right now... Um, like the I mean, run, no, Runaway run Railway is, is taking over everything and yeah. have a Runaway Railway shirt in it. I, I wore it the other day and we just noticed Donald Duck's not on it. Yeah, and that's her favorite. favorite is Donald Duck. Specifically, she loves Donald Duck without his hat when he's mad. But she she likes she, my niece likes Pete. Do you know how hard it is to find Pete merchandise? What? Pete is I awesome. 
but he exists, especially now that he's in Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. It's kind of nice because they are like paying homage to him. But yeah, so I'm going to try to I'm going to go. I've never taken just a seven year old to a buffet. She pretty much only eats chicken nuggets and fries when we go anywhere. So I did look and it's the brunch menu and they do have chicken fingers and fries. So hopefully, hopefully she's good. But I'm going to take my son there, too. And <laughs> she's seven, he's 14, you know, but you know, your son can go and get chicken nuggets and fries with my niece and they would be, yeah, they would be, very he, happy. Would enter- he would entertain her too. If you let him, so, hey, we took, uh, we took uh, some vegetarians there and they spend, managed to find things to eat. So, Hey, Anthony, real quick, we don't need to go on a rant about this, but they announced that the Mickey shorts are coming to an end. Like they're, they're done now. So, um, that means we're going to be probably, Shortly, is, you're getting a new interpretation of Mickey Mouse, which is so weird. Because I uh, do you think that the uh, the um, what's the 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 Steamboat Willie thing, the short that's coming up? Oh, the si- silly, yeah, I understand. Silly, about. whatever it's called, it has a new, it has the weird Mickey that I don't like, but there's another Mickey in there. I don't know. Are they? Is that is the transitioning? I don't know. Some sort yeah, of Doctor but, Who thing? Do they now that they have power over Doctor Who? Are they trying to make some do some Doctor Who thing with Mickey, and he's gonna oh. like? Uh, is he gonna de- is he gonna generate into uh, regenerate into new Mickey like Doctor Who? Because yeah, sp- speaking of Doctor Who, which is now Disney, um, they Disney. they did something fantastic at Comic Con, which and I did it the first day, but I didn't get called back in time. I left. Um, they had a photo op, like one of those three sixty with a like sonic screwdriver oh, nice. shot. And what they did was you scanned in, you scanned in and you could keep track on a website that they had with your scan in stuff, how long it would take for you to come back. Like you got to see your place in line. So then you would just go check in again and have your, your photo taken. Oh, that's nice. Everybody else should have done that. (laughs) That would be so easy. Right? Like uh, here, I don't, I don't need to take a number. I mean, you do this, like it really is just like, here, scan this and you see a live countdown. Like I, I scanned it and I was like, oh, I'm 76 away. Okay, and then I'm like, dude, we're never going to do this before. I got to guarantee And then Disney as, doing that. <laughs> as soon as we walked out of the convention center, I was like, dude, it's my turn. <laughs> we just walked out. I'm like, well, I'm not going back. So like, maybe I'll try it another day. And then I forgot. But like, I was like, that's a cool way to do it. There was a few booths that utilized that technology to say, hey, we can do it like this. That way, the booth Marvel was people and Doctor Who wasn't. Like That's how you know that it wasn't Disney in charge of that Doctor Who book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, so. well, probably Bad Wolf was probably in charge at the... <laughs> Bad Wolf for BBC, probably Bad Wolf, because that's uh, uh, Russell Davies. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's yeah. what Disney okay. Plus is getting. They're getting the, right. the new... The new version of the show. So, okay, I gotta make sure I go get my son here, so... Hey, it was nice to finally get one down. We'll get this out um, okay. pretty quick. It'll be out in the next, probably tomorrow. All right, okay. We'll call it, like I said, another day or two. It's good to see you. Good to talk to you. We'll do this, I promise you, much sooner than this last time because my life is finally back to normal for the most part. Same as you. even going back to work. Yay. <laughs> Stop see you guys See you later. Disney Culture is a part of the Extraordinary Culture Podcast Universe. Follow my Disney stuff on IG and YouTube at Dan's Disney Adventures. Follow my Disney stuff on TikTok at Danzig77. It's D-A-N-S-Z-I-G-7-7. Thanks for listening. See you real soon.